I just occurred to me, uh, you have a ton of stickers on the back of your laptop. What do I, they call them? I do. Like decal stickers? Like Is there but there's not a name for like stickers for laptops, just laptop stickers? Yeah. Decal seems to I don't know. You decal a car. I don't know if you decal a laptop. I don't even know if that's the right word for it. <laughs> no, decal is in the is in the family. I don't know if I'd use it specifically. Sound, speeding, camera, rolling. Scene 42. Take 303. Mark. Welcome to Take 303, powered by 4-Way Media, the podcast with the guy who knows a lot about film. And his friend. I'm Nick Molinari. I'm J.P. Brooks. We're talking everything film and television. And today, we are talking about Machete and Thanksgiving. I did not know the name of those movies when I started saying that. The stall was hard. The stall was hard. (laughs) But first, in cinematic news. Cinematic news. Ridley Scott, our boy Ridley, he uh, keeps making some statements to the press because Napoleon's getting really bad press lately. Right. Really bad early reviews. And he said in an interview that he doesn't like comparing, but okay but he's put out four films in the time that it took martin scorsese to make killers of the flower moon but he doesn't like comparing that's interesting because uh you know quality over quantity you could say that at the same time sometimes you just need a product so it's interesting what has he released i've in the last what are the last four things he's released he made all the money in the world the Last Duel, House of Gucci, and Napoleon. Didn't House of Gucci not do well? Yeah. How did The Last Duel go? I really liked it. A lot of people did not. Was that the Matt Damon one? Yeah. Well, okay. Also, dealing with Ridley Scott, he's a busy guy in the press today. He isn't worried about the critics and what they're saying about Napoleon because he said, quote, the French don't even like themselves. <laughs> What a clapback. What a... Oh, man. I, I give him a lot of credit for, like... I think sometimes critics go too hard. And, it, and as someone who is now... Even my friends have been like, Dude, what are you saying about these movies? I'm like, I'm just being honest. Um, so I get where he's coming from. Um, but I think maybe a little bit too much, buddy. And then lastly, in uh, cinematic news, uh, Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio are teaming up for a Karate Kid movie. Stop. <laughs> Doesn't need to be. I don't know why doesn't why does this have to happen like i'm assuming mr miyagi has died at this point he has yeah oh, damn, he was good. you've seen cobra kai no i have seen cobra kai yeah so he's been gone for a long time so we've run out of like a lot of those ideas they've been or not that we've run out they've been used a lot and so i feel like it's hard to get new ips to do because no matter what you do it's just going to be compared or is like something else it's a really tricky time but i have some faith in it because a lot of the posts that I'm seeing is that, yes, people are, you know, having this kind of exhaustion to the Marvel movies, and they're saying this could be the end of that, but also the start of the auteurs and the artists coming back to Hollywood and yeah. making indie films as, like, the mainstream. We need to get back to telling true stories very similar to, like, Killers of the Flower Moon, things of that nature, cinema single stories that doesn't have to be anything bigger it was good for its time i'm never gonna knock it because it was it really was like some of the best times i've had at the movie theater but it's past it really should have just ended with endgame i'll keep saying that for as long as i have to and speaking of pure cinema today we are talking about machete uh (laughs) okay buddy relax (laughs) 
Robert Rodriguez's Machete from uh, 2010. It stars Danny Trejo, Steven Seagal, Michelle Rodriguez, Jeff Fahey, Cheech Marin, Lindsay Lohan, Don Johnson, Jessica Alba, and Robert De Niro. Machete follows Machete, our main character, who is hired for a job to assassinate someone. And after that goes wrong and he is framed for not killing him, instead injuring him, he goes on the hunt and on the run and has to fight and fend off the people who hired him who are trying to pin this all on him. And there's a bigger scheme in the background. And that is Machete. It's been a week. I really didn't enjoy the film too much. So uh, I kind of already forgotten it, but I'll do my best to remember. That's okay. Now, before we begin this episode, we do have to do a little bit of just uh, setting the scene for yeah. these movies. Because do you understand why I paired them together? Now I do. Yes. I, I. So you mentioned it to me about each one separately. And now I've put, I put the piece together. So if I'm, if I'm right, both of these were fake trailers for other movies that were coming out. So a real movie comes out. And they throw these in as fake trailers. And then these fake trailers are like, why not make a real movie out of it? So they did. Correct. Okay. So in 2007, Grindhouse was released. You had Death Proof and Planetary. Tell me about Death. I feel like I've seen Death Proof. Is that the Death car Death Proof one? is the, the one with the car with Kurt Russell and the girls. You can't die in the car. Yes. Um, and Planet Terror is the one with the girl that gets her, her leg um, chopped off and replaces it with a rifle. Oh, I've seen her. Yeah, I've seen like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. So at the beginning of both of those films were fake trailers that were made specifically for those movies to kind of, you know, put the audience in the realm of a grindhouse movie. And there were five trailers. Three of them got made over the course of the last uh, 16 years uh, where Machete was made. Uh, Thanksgiving just came out. And a few years ago, Hobo with a Shotgun came out. And they're all like either like, you know, really cheap, like action films or horror films. The other two that haven't been made are Don't, um, which was a silly trailer. I'm not sure how they would even make it into a movie. But basically, like, you know how they say don't go like down into the cellar in a horror movie and stuff like that. The trailer was just a bunch of situations of people doing stupid things in horror movies. And then they would freeze frame and they would be like, don't. And that's it. That was the whole trailer. And um, the last one, which I think is probably one of the more interesting ones, is uh, Werewolf Women of the SS, which was, uh, you know how, like, they say, like, uh, Hitler did, like, experimentation and was trying to create a super soldier. So they create a world where Stalin was trying to do the same thing, but with werewolves. Okay. So I'm going to pass off my phone to you. Sure. This is the original trailer for Machete that came out in 2007. All right. given an offer he couldn't refuse it sounds like me wait did it cut off it did cut off i got the gist of it trust me i don't want to watch anymore well the ending they say they fucked with the wrong mexican (laughs) but yeah so this is the kind of style that they were going for and they nailed it yeah yeah they nailed it and they they made that specifically for the movie so you can see how some of the scenes are similar very similar to the real movie almost shot for shot yeah line for line and so initial first thoughts 
I know how I felt. And I'm sure you loved it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a Robert Rodriguez movie. This is the same guy that made From Dust Till Dawn, which is why you see a lot of the same actors from that. And he made Sin City, Spy Kids. You see a similar style. Um, so I thought it was like just a really fun action movie. Very tongue in cheek, very self-aware. It's one of my dad's favorite movies also. What did you think? So I'm a, I am know all this and normally I give a lot of points to movies who are like <clears throat> self-aware and I know I know I know that the movie knows what it's doing. However, I at no point I, I never bought in. I just it wasn't enough for me. <clears throat> I think everyone is doing a great job. I actually like a lot of the actors and actresses in this, especially Jeff Fahey. I really like him a lot. Um, he's actually from Lost. I think he holds this movie together for me. Who's Machete? What's his actor's name? Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. I think he's good. Jessica Alba is I. Um, I don't know. There's. It's a little. I think it's just it's another one of these like I don't like the genre already, and I think the story is a little too ridiculous for me. Do you watch a lot of like uh, black exploitation movies? What? Black exploitation. Black exploitation. Exploitation, but black. What do you mean by black? Like African American. What do you What are you talking? It's about? a genre of film. <laughs> what? Yeah. So things like Shaft, Coffee. They were mostly the action crime films, and you know, a group of filmmakers chose to do a black version of it where. Uh, they were mostly populated by black actors and actresses and storylines. So they did this purposely to get a, a black audience in the theater? Exactly. An exploitation film is a film that tries to succeed financially by exploiting current trends, niche genres, or lurid content, uh, which is explicit sex, violence, drugs, or other elements, obscene or pornographic. So, okay, I get it. So it's exploitation in that way. Because like at first I thought we were getting into like this whole discussion about race i'm like i don't get this what's going on here but i see they made black exploitation films so they made exploitation films doing like trends and stuff a lot of violence pornographic themes whatever but specifically with black actresses and actors exactly to get a particular audience well a black audience to the theater got it yeah and you can see that here it was like a it's made to look like a cheap film where it's like all action they have yeah. the sex they have you know very small plot to, yeah. to bring them together and it's just like most of the plot is just him being cool yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, not necessarily the plot is moving it's just him with a pretty woman being cool also have you seen the movie uh shooter with mark Wahlberg? yes did you notice any similarities between these two films uh it's been a while since i've seen shooter uh, well, just to recap, Shooter uh, stars Mark Warburg as he gets hired to do an assassination. He is uh, shot during the assassination. Oh, yeah. And it's pinned on him. And that came out uh, t three years ahead of Machete. So they took that one idea yeah. and actually made it. That's pretty smart, yeah. And just built around that. Um, I thought so that was clever about the film. Yeah. Yeah, so the story is, you know, interesting for what it is. It's a small plot, and, you know, they're they're exploiting kind of the cast, the, the name power to bring the movie ahead of, you know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Using a lot of these big names for a 
generically bad, not so great movie. Like, I I always uh, love De Niro's character, his development throughout the movie, and and how he just becomes full De Niro at the end. Yeah. He's like, fuck it, I'm not gonna have no this accent. accent anymore. <laughs> yeah, interesting. It's a, I mean, listen, if you like this kind of movie, then this is everything you want. If you don't like this kind of movie, you're probably going to be bored through most of it like I was, so. Were there any memorable scenes for you? Or just the whole movie was a snooze fest for you? Um, obviously the assassination scene was pretty cool. I think I did like all the scenes with the homeboys. That was pretty funny. Anything with Jessica Alba and Machete was like too serious for its own good, so I didn't really care. Michelle Rodriguez playing the same character she's played for the last 30 years in cinema. Nothing new there. I liked anything with Jeff Fahey. I will say that. I thought, I don't know why I liked him, but I did. I think he's a good actor. For me, I, I definitely leaned De Niro. I love the homeboys stuff. I love when the cars are just like unnecessarily bouncing too high or too aggressive. Mm. How they actually kill somebody with the car like that. Best one-liner for you in the movie? I've I, I've got one. Go for it. It's I don't know what the line is, but he says like this is like your last burrito <laughs> um, to Michelle Rodriguez's character. Yeah, you've cooked or you've baked your last burrito. Something funny. I so stupid. My dad's is a uh, machete. Don't text. <laughs> and then he, he texts. Right. He used to quote that all the time before he got a phone, and he was like, "I, I don't text." Machete don't text. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's got some funny memorable stuff. I just. I'll be honest with you, probably an hour in, I, I was like, I, I don't care anymore. It's a film that kind of sets things up, and most of them they pay off, except for the very beginning where his entire family is killed, and then they never talk about they, that. They don't address it. Can you tell me what you like about it? I think I just like the style of it. I like the campiness to it. I mean, I grew up on, like, you know, martial arts films from the 70s, so I like the corny action and, like, the hyper realistic violence and stuff like that so i think it's just like a fun popcorn movie like it's something that you laugh at because it's like it's something that you would have gone to like a b movie theater for at like a like a drive-in or something and you would just like not be listening to the movie at all but just thinking like oh this is super cool when there was like more than two movie theaters you could go to in your area right yeah yeah i got you yeah uh, and i like mm -hmm. seeing steven seagal pretend like he's still tough even though now he's not at all yeah i love i was hysterical when he gets stabbed with the sword fully impaled with a sword and he's like you think this is gonna kill me <laughs> i i could i could keep going i could yeah. kill you right now but i'm not gonna do that because it's not honorable yeah i'll never watch this movie again so and did you know there's a sequel I heard i did my research um and yes it did say they didn't do as well the other ones I had a lot of hope for part three. Mm. I think you should definitely watch this. Okay. A new world enslaved. Oh. They call him Gets the Space Babes. This is awesome. <laughs> 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 Actors subject to change. 
Okay. That looked awesome. Yeah. I would like... watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know what's different about that, but that looks effing awesome. I think it that is like they've cranked it to a million and they just said, forget we're doing a movie, we're going for it. Like <laughs> Michelle Rodgers would be like, it's galactic and shit. I think this what it does, like, by going to space, they add to the more ridiculousness. So you think it has to not be grounded? Yeah, it needs to be less and less grounded as it goes. And the third one, like, going to space, is, like, the perfect, yeah. Yeah, I, so I think it just needs to be dialed up. Yeah, keep dialing it. Speaking of which, um, I think my last point um, that I have about Machete, sure. how did you feel about the satire? Which part? Because there's the politi- political satire. Oh, with the border, the yeah. wall. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because remember, this is 2010. <laughs> oh wow! And you would have thought this could have been. It's very good, and especially at the time when that's like a much bigger issue. It's very on pulse, like very on the nose. Uh, so just to paint a picture, there's a, a series of fake commercials throughout the movie and a storyline about a senator that's trying to get reelected, and he's trying to put up a electrified fence, a wall on the Mexican border. And he wants the Mexicans to pay for it. And um, <laughs> he's killing them at the border, yeah. like literally with his own hands, with a rifle. And this is 2010. I think the satire here was better. And the reason why I thought it was better was I felt like the satire was hidden in the background. Like it's part of the story. It naturally flows. Whereas Demolition Man, they do satire for the sake of satire. Whereas this one, it's like, it's actually part of the main plot. And you're, it's being satired while moving the plot along. So I actually prefer it here in Machete. The issue of the Border Patrol has, came up again in our most recent election. But that's border issues has been an issue since like 2006, 2007. But just the, I guess the rhetoric of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would was just that. so spot on. Yeah. Even more spot on now than it was then. That I'll give it to you. Yeah. It's very, it's... I'm not saying it's worth people's time. I just think people need prepared going into it. Um, so I think for the right kind of moviegoer, it's good. Like for you, I'm sure this is a, you know. Um, if we get to favorite actors, I've already kind of hinted at, but Jeff Feha, I think is like, I I don't know why I like him as much as I do. I feel like I shouldn't, but I do. I give it to just Danny Trejo because he just owns his character. Uh, that could be like a basic answer. No, I don't know. But he's been playing technically the same character throughout the movies and he adopted the name Machete from Spy Kids. I want to also give an honorable mention to the henchman of Dan- of Jeff Feha's character. Who's the oh, Shay Shay Wingham? I like Shea- I just like him as an actor a lot, so I thought he does a good job. Like he's just as hammy as Trejo, I feel like considering that those two will battle it off a lot hammy is definitely the right word for this there's like a scene where they explain a little fun fact about the uh, large intestine the small intestine and then immediately use it in the next uh scene as a as a rope to to toss yourself out of a hospital and then into the next uh, landing crazy it's a crazy movie it's like don't touch those over there on the table that's a skull scraper (laughs) (laughs) Setup delivery. <laughs> yeah, it's it's your most basic yeah. kind of setup for it. It's it's a grindhouse film, so uh, that's a good question in terms of like you know comparing this to something like Death Proof or uh, Planet Terror, which I feel like do it way better. Um, how does Machete 
hold up to those films. Almost wasn't enough, I felt like. I felt like there wasn't enough blood and violence, if that makes any sense. In Machete? Yeah. Wow. I feel like, I don't know. Or maybe it was just too spaced out. I feel like it needed a little more. Yeah. Yeah, we were watching a lot of movies this week. Yeah. That's... I'm, again, this is a week after the fact. I mean, he does slice off four heads in a spinning motion. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just out of my mind. Because I, I feel like Death Proof gets a lot of flack because it's a two-hour movie of people talking. And that's not entirely what people went to the movie theater for. There wasn't enough action, even with the 30-minute car chase at the end. And I think Planet Terror is a perfect grindhouse film because it even goes down to like the parts where like you can see the film burning in certain scenes and it like really burns it, it takes out the sex scene for one of them but it's real it's a really cool job and if i compare that to machete i definitely lean planet terror as the better movie i thought grindhouse the reason they called it grindhouse is because you're grinding up people and there's blood everywhere no what is it actually i'm learning something dad i don't know there was a grind policy in certain movie theaters that play low budget horror splatter exploitation films uh, the strategy dating back to the 1920s that continuously showed films at cut rate ticket prices and would typically rise over the course of the day um, so it's a grind got it okay that makes sense now i never knew that there you go well on to final thoughts and ratings. Final thoughts and ratings. I'll go first. It's a fan favorite for me. I really like Robert Rodriguez's stuff. However, I do think this is not one of his best films. Uh, you know, the best being like Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And then if I compare this to Planet Terror, it doesn't quite hold up to that. But it's still pretty good. So I'm going to say for just overall popcorn enjoyment for myself... I'm going to give it a four out of five. Wow. Four out of five. Where do wow. you think it was going to go? I thought you gave it a three. Really? Yeah. No, I would give Planet Terror a five. That, that's how I see it. All right. Well, it's not a good movie. Um, let's just start with that. It's definitely a genre film. So if you're not a fan of the genre, you're not going to like this film. This doesn't do anything to bring in new people. I will say there are good enough, good enough laughs and one actor who's kind of doing it all the work. Because um, no offense to Danny Trejo, I to do that character, I don't think you need to be that talented. So, or he makes it seem that way. Maybe that's him acting. I'm not sure. It's a two out of five for me. Maybe you don't need to watch it. After the break, we will be talking about Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. All you ladies out there cooking this year, you need a professional turkey stuff to come to your house. We'll butter up your turkey. We'll make it nice and pretty, and I'll stuff it real good. Oh, yeah, you feel that? That's my stuffing. The professional turkey stuffing business has started ever since I was divorced a few years ago. So while your husband's away, while the boyfriend's out, I'll come stuff your turkey like nobody else has ever stuffed your turkey before. It'll be clean, it'll be nice, and the best part is you won't have to tell anybody. I'm in and I'm out. Your turkey will be stuffed, and people are like, wow, that tastes great. And you can tell them I did it myself, but you and I both know our dirty little secret use the discount code stuff me s-t-u-f-f-f-f-f-f-f 
M-E, stuff me. And good news, if you call today, thanks to Take 303, you and two of your friends for the three and Take 303 can get all your turkey stuffed at the same time. I'll stuff your turkey. I'll stuff your sister's turkey. I'll stuff your grandmother's turkey. I'll stuff any turkey within a 10-mile radius, but not your brother's. Happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. This episode is powered and sponsored by Fort Way Media. Whether it's a special event, your wedding day, or maybe a small business looking to make an advertisement or commercial, Four Way Media is the obvious choice. They turn everyday life into a cinematic experience. When you want to capture those special moments, look no further. Stop what you're doing. Check out FortWayMedia.com. Book an appointment today and don't miss out on another chance to get what you want in front of the big screen. Whether it is expert videography or photography, Fort Way Media can match exactly what you're looking for. Fort Way Media is known for helping out small businesses and everyone reach their dreams. Sign up today. And we're back. So for this week's What If? What if they decide to make more Thanksgiving-themed movies? What do you think they look like? I think they would. a lot of them would end up being around-the-table, like, dysfunctional family kind of movies. Um, I think the only one that I can think of off the top of my head outside of Thanksgiving is, like, plane, trains, and automobiles. Mm. I think my problem is, like, Christmas is just the bigger holiday. It's just, and then Thanksgiving is just one month earlier. Yeah, I mean, if you think of like any department store right now, they just took down their Halloween decorations to put up Christmas ones. Yeah. And it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Like they've been doing it since the beginning. What I would like to see, maybe as in sort of in jest, kind of how this movie that we're about to review is, I would love to see a movie where they focus in on the worst travel day of the year. I actually think that would be a funny sex comedy movie. Oh, okay. So take it like it's nothing original, but like this girl and this guy have been dating for like a couple of years. They're about to go to college and she's finally like, fine, you can, you can, um, we can do it. But the only time you can do it is like the night before Thanksgiving when nobody's home. Now, I don't know if you, you probably know this because you don't drive. But that is the worst travel day of the year, like historically miserable to drive. And I think there could be like this funny, like sort of adventure as they're trying to go and they're stuck in traffic. Very like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle-esque. Reminds me of Road Trip. I feel like they haven't made those in a long time. So I feel like that could do something fresh. And then with modern jokes and kind of updated, I think. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Starring Patrick Dempsey, Addison Ray, Milo Manheim, Jalen Thomas Brooks, Nell Verlake, Rick Hoffman, and Gina Gershon. Thanksgiving follows the town of Plymouth, Massachusetts. As we are introduced to various characters doing various things, one night goes horribly wrong. As Black Friday shoppers on Thanksgiving night swarm a store which causes mass panic, chaos, and even some lives are lost. Lost In the aftermath of everything that has happened, one year later, a killer is going around finding out those who are responsible for the tragedy. Who is this killer? There only is one way to find out. Go watch Thanksgiving in theaters. And similar to uh, Machete, there is a pre-trailer that I'll have you watch right now. Great. Thanksgiving. In the town 
Massachusetts. There will be no leftovers. Was he um doing what I think he was doing to the yeah. turkey right at the end there? Oh yeah. man. Alright, so having seen the original trailer for Thanksgiving, what are your thoughts? I'm impressed how much they like took from that and were pretty accurate. But they did something different, which is what I really loved because I was watching Thanksgiving and every time I turned over to Sam, I was like, Oh, I know I know what's gonna happen because I seen I you know, I saw the original trailer. And every single time they did something casually different than the original. And it was able to surprise, I think, audiences that are coming in with that previous knowledge. So it wasn't like uh, Machete where it was like almost shot for shot exactly what we were originally shown. This one took it and took that as a way to like still surprise us. Like, you know, the trampoline scene, I was... 100% certain that it was going to end the same way as the trailer did and it did not and every single kill in this film hit so hard starting with the Black Friday sequence the Black Friday sequence is probably Absolutely my favorite insane. scene in the movie yeah it's so good and I, I didn't watch the trailer for Thanksgiving like the, the legitimate trailer yeah. for this movie this year I did not see it did I you? I think they hit it pretty well I don't know I haven't seen it but at all. Nobody so. in the theater who have who like I was there. Everyone's like, "What?" Yeah, I had a packed theater too, and I really wish we saw this together because I feel like that would have been such a great moment to experience together. But also, I feel like the after after theater interviews would have been insane because everybody was screaming out on these kills, every single one. Everyone was surprised when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen, and to what degree it was going to happen. Eli Roth did an incredible job with that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the original trailer, so I wasn't obviously had nothing to expect from. But I think most of them, I thought most of the kills were really good. This movie is pretty well paced for what it is. Normally, stuff like this can be very poorly paced. I'm, I was just overall very impressed with this movie. I did not really have any expectations going into it. I go, it's a slasher film about Thanksgiving. What could it possibly do? Having just come out of Halloween, 31 days of Halloween, trying to watch all these movies, like, you know. Yeah, you wanted to skip this one, and I told you, no, we got to see this one. I have, a, I have a feeling. I had low expectations, though, because sometimes Eli Roth is a hit or miss. You know, like, things like Knock Knock were just like, eh, Green Inferno we saw was like uh, yeah. Yeah. um but then he has some you know hits with cabin fever and hostel you know he has you know a lot of talent and this i think is one of his best that i've seen yeah this is um yeah it's a good movie i would definitely i'm i'm down to watch it again whenever like i this might become like the thanksgiving tradition of what to watch because I, it's like I said before in the what if it's like what really is about Thanksgiving and that's kind of why like I pitched that kind of movie whether you leave it or not I don't know but that's why I kind of pitched that movie because I think I don't know there's something there's something about this movie I really like and it almost it's nice to bring people together it yeah. kind of does bring people together for the holiday for the holidays and it's funny because eli roth similar to you know robert Rodriguez and quinn tarantino uh is a movie lover and really knows the history of films 
And he actually took the inspiration, the original inspiration from Thanksgiving from a horror movie called April Fool's Day. So he took like, he was like, let's do a movie about a holiday that we don't talk about. And that's that's what what came out of it. And it was so ripe for, for usage. Like if you think of like the stabbing of the turkey, it's perfect, iconic. Yeah, there's a lot of things they did. Like even the leftovers line at the end, which is very cheesy and corny. Now having seen the trailer, like they kind of did it justice. Like well done. And it fits. One thing we definitely have to talk about before we hop in the scenes and characters and actors. Um, style. Planet Terror is riddled with like the lines through the film and the scraggly dust and everything. Machete has a bit of that here like in certain areas, but is overall pretty clean. Uh, Thanksgiving is completely clean. Does it still play like a B-horror film or no? Oh, no, not at all. It, it stops feeling like a B-horror film during the Black Friday sequence. It feels like very... Like, as silly as it is, it's I still feel like it's like above what normally it is. Yeah, because I feel like the beginning very, very much gave off... Like, the very beginning, pre-Black Friday, uh, gave off the vibes of, like, a sci-fi TV film on a Sunday afternoon playing in the movie theater. Exactly. And then once that Black Friday sequence hit, it tells everybody this is not what you're going to expect at all yeah um and then yeah it starts playing out like a traditional like thriller mystery slasher film yeah, slasher whodunit yeah. and uh sam pegged the the uh killer in probably about 20 30 minutes i pegged it as soon as they dropped the most infamous line that always makes you know it's a, it's exactly who you think it is but I think they did a pretty good job overall because I had like two guesses of who it was going to be. Neither one was right. And now looking back of it, I can see how that could have happened. But I'm like, there's some logistical errors towards the end that I, I wasn't a fan and of. And they throw in a couple red herrings um, to try to get you off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very well placed. But overall, it could only really be one person. Um, yeah, because size wise, it didn't really make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I just knew, I kind of figured it out. Krista gave some interesting suggestions. We actually, she thought it was going to be, um, you know, the really angry guy on Black Friday who kind of lets, who grabs the megaphone and tells everybody. She thought it was him getting revenge on, like, the baseball kid. Um, she thought it could be him, just him being crazy. Like, I thought it was going to be kind of a silly villain at the end someone who's mad about something that happened during the event like they didn't get their toaster or something um <laughs> mine was gonna be uh the kid who broke his arm yeah uh because he like you know suddenly he comes back to town i was like he's kind of too perfect yeah. where everyone would be like it can't be him and, and i'm then like it, then it, it, it is, is him, him. <laughs> or i was gonna say if he didn't fully die because i wasn't 100 percent certain I was like, the guy that gets his neck cut during the Black Friday sequence, I was like, if he didn't really die and he just suffered, like, a horrible injury and life, you know, near life, yeah. near death situation, yeah. he could come back. Yeah. I think what's really great about it is that there are a ton of people in this movie who it could be realistically. Um, everybody has plenty of motive. Even the new boyfriend, Ryan, uh, who comes on, like, it could easily be him. He's giving off psychopath vibes. Both, both the new boyfriend and the old boyfriend yeah. disappear in yeah. two-thirds into the movie. So, 
It could be, but I knew, yeah, once the iconic line was given. But that means we're invested in this film. Yeah, you. I think it's good. It really is. Like, for Thanksgiving this weekend, if you have nothing to do, go see the Thanksgiving movie. I think it's going to be a good time. I would say don't bring children under 13. Um, but I would definitely, like, you know, if you got some of your friends you want to hang out with, this is a great movie to go see. It's a movie for the boys. It's a movie for the boys. It's a movie for the girls. It's a movie for the, for the homies. It's like a young adult. Yeah, young adult film. Yeah, it's a tr traditional teen horror film. Before we move into favorite sure. characters, I need to applaud this movie for having the black guy survive the entire film. True. And come nowhere near close to death. Yeah. Not even once. Yeah. So, so spoiler alert, he lives to tell yeah. the tale. And that's what keeps it refreshing if yeah. you do things that change the game. Um, but in terms of favorite characters... I will say that I think that's like where this movie lacks. I feel like it does a good job at like, you know, placing everybody in the world. But I feel like outside of that, other than maybe the main character, there's not a lot of depth to these characters. No, um, it very much is. We see how this affects the entire town. And so we're constantly hopping from person to person. And so very much it's like you the the town itself is a character and the way people treat it that becomes its own um so you're kind of rooting for this town to kind of figure it out i don't yeah i don't really necessarily have a favorite character obviously I, I like the sheriff i think he's one of the better he's doing his job and he's doing it well um i think a, definitely a big shout out to the douchebag shane like is that i don't know what his name is but the the guy who sells him the guns and everything Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's my I was thinking favorite. of the actual high school student who's also a douchebag. Oh, no, no. I like the guy who literally just shows up in the like the Paul Revere outfit and he's like firing off like a <laughs> like a musket. Yeah. He he's, entertained me. He's a weird character. He's definitely a character that normally gets killed in these kind of movies. But yeah, they don't kill a lot. It's, it's such a fascinating movie. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so I think for surprise factor, for, like, the crazy gore that just, like, trips you up, like, you don't expect it, the pacing, a little bit of tongue-in-cheek comedy, and I think enough to keep you, you know, in suspense and keep you guessing. There's a lot here that's, like, really praiseworthy. Yeah, it's really subverting expectations. Expectations is the first thing that came to mind as soon as I got out. I was like, JP talks about this all the time. Expectations. I came in with low expectations, even though, you know, Eli Roth, he has made some good movies. I didn't expect this to go as well as it did. I thought it was just going to be an average or below average one. And now I think it's above. Memorable scenes. What was your favorite one? If we compare this to something like Saw, yeah. what was like the favorite death scene, if you will? Yeah, I mean the person wrapped up as a turkey and i'll i'll save giving very gruesome deep like insane completely insane i think the ears one oh was a was a shocker for me like there, there's so many good ones i mean like the black friday scene 100 percent didn't expect no any that's of the that. that's the cake yeah, yeah that's the that if it that's the basic answer and then after that it literally could be any of them because even the first lady the the diner lady it's like what was that yeah that's, i was like that's crazy you mentioned the uh like the corn holders i don't know what they're called I just yeah called the corn holders that, that you poke into the side so you can hold corn without touching it I didn't um, even know what they were. I just thought they were like weird, like things. Oh, you never yeah. used those before? I've never. It, no. it's, you put them into the side of the corn of the when you're having corn on the cob, 
You push it in, so that way you can hold that instead of the... That makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was very themed and done well. Um, I like the killer a lot, too. I like the mask. I like the whole getup. I like that he's not tripping necessarily over different things, and he's actually really fast and, like, is committed to doing Very smart. Yeah. I think that's what makes them, like, even scarier. I do have a problem, though, around the, th the entrance of the third act when uh, the main girl escapes from the, the house and uh, she runs into the woods and then it blacks out and then everything is just like super fast paced for no reason like they like felt like they needed to rush the ending yeah i think yeah i, I think i know what they're doing because most of this movie is they're really only showing you what they have to and i feel like that's a question where like do we need to show this or don't we and they came to the decision we don't have to so it just felt to me it felt like i lost like a gap of the movie that was there and was cut out like it just felt like there was something there now i mean, maybe it didn't even move the story forward but it just feels like too much of a gap and then like we black out we come out of the forest and then uh she sees like the sheriff on the on the ground and she sees like the killer running into this building i'm like what is happening i was like you had me up until this point but now it's yeah. just like there's so much happening that you're it's not almost addressing. like you got spliced in yeah yeah, it, it's unfortunate. That's probably the only one bad thing about it. Yeah. Final thoughts and ratings. This is a good one. It's a really good one. I think this is one that's going to fly under the radar for a lot of people. I hope it doesn't. I hope word of mouth will do its job. And people who saw it before Thanksgiving, they will tell people, hey, you should go see this movie. It's a good whodunit. It's got a little bit of some gore and some gruesomeness to it if you can stomach that. And I think it's got one of the best commentary open. The opening scene is such a commentary on us on Thanksgiving and people. And it doesn't just do the classic commentary, like the normal conversations you hear people say, ah, they just skip over. It really like dials it up because it should dial it up. And I'm glad it did what it did because some of the, I don't know if you know, some of those stories are true. So that being said, I think it's refreshing. Refreshing, you said a word. This is the way to say this movie. It's a good time. It's worth your time. If you're going to go see anything the next two weeks, go see Thanksgiving. Man. I think I just talked myself. I'm giving this movie a five out of five. For a slasher film especially, take notes, people. It's a five out of five. Wow. Color me impressed because I came in here with a completely different rating from that. And I think you talked me up because I was going to drag it down about a star for that, that logistical error at the ending. Um, but no, I, I genuinely had a really good time with this movie. And I feel like if, if any movie sucks you in, and similar to Anatomy of a Fall, if any movie has you that invested in it, you're having fun, you're constantly being surprised in a genre where you feel like you can't be anymore, it's as fresh as the food on Thanksgiving. And if you appreciate that kind of pun and actual legit surprises, if it can surprise you, if it can make you jump and in a movie where jump scares actually do matter and they actually did work. Good. Yeah, they did work. I was initially going to give this a four, but I'm sold. It's a five for me. Yeah, I wanted to give it a four, but then I thought I'm giving it a four for the sake of giving it a four. I'm going to have to update my letterbox later. This has been an episode of Take Through Three. Thanks so much for watching. And speaking of thank you, we want to thank you. Uh, listeners for tuning in uh, we're almost at a year at this point coming in so it's our first thanksgiving with you so we want to wish uh, from the both of us happy thanksgiving uh, from nick and i and so really yeah thanks for all the liking thanks for all the sharing things like that and really thank you for listening because 
There are times, you know, it's not like we're this gigantic podcast or anything like that, but sometimes you look and you're happy with the numbers. This year, we're just grateful for everybody that's hit the follow button, share, all that good stuff. Really, thank you guys so much. So, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. We will see you next time. Based on what we've just been talking about, we're going to put a poll for holidays that don't get enough love at the theaters. What do you think needs a new movie at the theater based on a holiday that's kind of obscure? Maybe it'll be Daylight Savings Time. Maybe it'll be Memorial Day, Veterans Day. We'll throw out a bunch. Tell us what you think. What needs the next movie to get made? Because Thanksgiving has definitely given us hope for that. And this week's question of the week is, uh, what do you eat on Thanksgiving? What is your favorite side? What is your favorite food? Let us know. Tell us about all the things. And if you want to talk crap about one of your family members that doesn't make something good, feel free to throw that in there. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.